0: What's up, guys? Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about a fun little challenge that we're doing right now. We're really stoked about this, the BSN WGT Challenge. If you don't know what WGT is, it's, well, the greatest Golf game that exists as an app. And Zach can attest to that because he's been playing it for 47 years. I'm an ace, Ryan. Are you? I'm a hole in one. Are you really? Yes. All right. Well, (laughs) that means you're going to have a great chance at winning this because when you go to freewgt.com and you got to go to that to download the app, go to freewgt.com to download the app. Then you're going to go and play the closest to the hole challenge at pebble beach that's this week's challenge you're going to pebble beach you're going to the closest to the hole challenge and you're going to the third hole on the closest to the hole challenge and then whoever gets the closest to the hole and has a screenshot to prove it because right after you finish the hole there is a little time where it shows you exactly how far away you were whoever has the screenshot to prove it, well they're going to win some sweet gift cards uh or a t-shirt from bsn and then At the end, for those who have participated every single week, they are going to be eligible for a grand prize, which is going to be off the chain. So make sure you screenshot it. Tweet it at BSN Broncos. Let us know how close you got. Let's jump into the show. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by the Green Solution. The Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout, so you can get in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now and go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, then head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. It'll be quick and easy. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. It's a pretty good deal and quite the solution. And Zach... Yesterday, as we were standing on the po- uh, around the podium, we came across something that we thought might need a solution, a conflict, because mm. all conflicts need resolutions, and solutions is a subcategory <laughs> of that word. I am confused. Uh, you should be. <laughs> but my transition that was semi-successful <laughs> is a reference. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> is a reference of course to chris harris jr and after he spoke actually during during when he when he is speaking i wish there was a there should be a camera on them and a camera on us because like every time chris said something i was just like side-eyeing over to you like you hearing this um and it was concerning and as soon as he walked off the podium, like you me and multiple other media members were like, "Whoa, what was that about? What did you take away? It was and, weird and why don't you set the scene of what the questions were and what the answers were It
1: was weird now Chris comes onto the podium uh, and and what does he say so I mean he made us wait like fifteen seconds some some other notable stars make us wait like 30 minutes. To talk to him. So 15 seconds was literally nothing. He goes, sorry, I was I was having some good grub in there or something. And so it seems like he's in a good mood, you know, apologizing, being, being conscientious, being considerate. Uh, and then he's talking, everything's good. Then he was asked, do you like your role in this defense? And he said,
0: yeah, it's fine. Same thing I've been doing for the last eight years. Yeah. Very cold. And then moves on. And then that was it. And then very cold that that that's
1: a good way to preface it, because uh, I had someone read the quotes and they said, yeah, there was there's really nothing, nothing there. What are you talking about? But it was the way he said it. And cold is a very good word.
0: And as I was writing the story that I wrote last night and I'll just let you guys behind the curtain, I had written a whole story about how cold he was and what that might mean. And I, I really had to add a lot of description after the quote. To try and let people un- to t- to try and have people understand, and this would have been a perfect one for an audio story, like to re- to have the audio story instead of the regular story. And obviously, I was going to have that. You would have been able to hear in my voice, kind of me imitating the coldness right. that was coming from this. So he says, "Yeah, same thing I've always done." And someone then follows up with, um, "Well, Chris." you've been vocal about the fact that you didn't like the way you've always been doing it. So are you not wild about this? He said, well, yeah, it's just the same thing I've always done.
1: <laughs> and
0: at this point, I'm like, what the heck? The and side th-
1: eyes between us are going yep. like crazy. And then someone
0: <laughs> said, well, are you okay with that? And he said, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and anyone who has a, a, a female significant other <laughs> knows what I'm fine means. <laughs> It means they're not fine. It means they're not fine.
1: <laughs> so and then he was asked about Wade Phillips, and it wasn't, uh, I'm fine. It wasn't he's a good coach. Uh, I like him. Wade's nice. It was, oh, my goodness, let me tell
0: you how much I love Wade. And I didn't include that in the first draft of my story uh, because I felt like that was re- that was kind of making a leap. Like at least in a written format, it's hard sure. to understand. Sure. Like I would have had to write five hundred words just to explain that that um, context. Right. So I left that out, but it, it was interesting for him to go. Yeah, same thing. On oh, well, whatever. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, to like, ah, oh, love Wade. Wade had so <laughs> much confidence in me, and so maybe he was just in a mood to talk about Wade, but. As, again, as we walked off, we're like, wow, you know, the conversation was running wild. We're like, is he pissed that he's stuck in the slot while they're putting Yadam and Callahan on the outside? Is he just – does he know the writing's on the wall for him, that this is his last season in Denver, and he's kind of annoyed that they aren't, you know, um, putting him in the best position to succeed, and maybe they're more invested in the future with Yadam than they are with him? I mean, we talked about this for 20 minutes. It was a media member threw it out there. If
1: after that conversation with Chris, it was if the Broncos start one and four or start poorly,
0: he'll be gone by the trade deadline. So it was. This was not like just you or I being like, "Hmm, that was weird." It was everyone being like, "Oh, trouble in paradise." Yep. Another peel behind the curtain. That was the beginning of my headline: <laughs> Trouble in Paradise. And so as I'm writing my story uh, around. 6.30 p.m., I'm, I'm about ready to publish. And I had reached out to Chris earlier in the day to see if I could get some extra context from him about just what he was upset about. Hadn't heard from him, so I was going to have him there. Hey, I reached out to Chris for extra comment on this. Wasn't able to get anything. And I, I kid you not, as I'm getting ready to, to to finish up the story, I get a call. And it's Chris. And I said, hey, man, I just kind of wanted to give you a chance to speak on this um because clearly you were disappointed earlier and i just kind of wanted to know what why are you so disappointed we can do this on the record off the record whatever and uh he said disappointed (laughs) i'm not disappointed (laughs) and i was like dude come on i I I pressed him on this (laughs) five times dude come on everyone that was there noticed this from you and he's like no man i promise you i promise you no disappointment. I love what we're doing. And again, I was like, bro, <laughs> l- go back and listen to the way you were talking. He's like, I think I was just tired. I've heard those questions a million times. Uh, and Zach, this is something that we've noticed with some other players mm, during other this, stars. during this off season, which is they're getting si- Like they're getting sick of the the off-season press conferences. Because if you're a Chris Harris Jr., if you're a Vaughn Miller, if you're a Joe Flacco, you got to do this every week, and you probably are going to hear some repeats from the last week. And to be fair to Chris Harris Jr., like how do you feel about your role in this defense? Has, I went back and looked. He's been asked that like four different times. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know how I feel about what he said, but after our conversation – And I won't tell the whole thing because a lot of it's in my story. After our conversation, I left feeling like, well, I definitely can't write this whole story about how there's trouble in paradise when Chris himself just spoke to me personally and told me no issues. In fact, as you'll read in the story, he gave me reason after reason of why he really likes what he's doing. So, and... and. I spoke with uh, with someone else who spoke with Chris uh, in the BSN family who said, yeah, Chris was just sick of hearing the same questions over and over again.
1: <laughs>
0: so definitely a late swerve there on, on the direction of the story, but I, I felt uh, very clean as a journalist <laughs> giving him a second chance and whether he decided, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been so cold and maybe I showed my hand too much on how upset I am and I need to back that up. Or if he really just was a little bit tired, sick of the same questions, didn't really want to go on the podium in the first place, didn't feel like giving anyone anything on that question, which he's been asked at least four times already this off season. Whatever it is, at least I feel like I, I got the whole story. You did it. You, you did the good work. And so no
1: story. The, the, there's there's no story, you know if that you were, was a direct quote from Chris if there is yeah, no story if you were to have missed yesterday you just didn't see any Broncos news, you come here today, you're fine. You didn't miss anything. It seemed like there was drama, but thanks to you, you find out that there really is no drama, but Ryan, well, let me just ask you, do you believe Chris in what he told me in round two? That's what I was just going to 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 talk about is no. And the reason is, how many times have we heard Chris say he doesn't want to play in the slot? Uh, and him be pretty darn vocal. I mean, at the end
0: of last year, it was extremely. When he didn't get in the Pro Bowl, he said, I got to stop playing in the slot. Right. And uh,
1: that's been going on for like a few years With him, or I guess, I guess just really last year, after Aqib was gone, the no-fly zone was gone, and he realized I'm this great corner getting no recognition, and now not playing in an elite secondary where I can get recognition that way either. That's when he really realized, like, okay, I can't be doing this slot stuff. (coughs) Excuse me, when guys on the corner are just getting beat, that's that's not my role. But he doesn't want to be in the slot. Because you know how many times he's getting targeted hey, you know, it, in, in the, the little bit he's played in the preseason? None. He's not getting targeted. Do you know how many times he's going to get targeted uh, when they, they can still pick on Yadam on the outside? It's not going to happen during the season, and that's going to be frustrating because it's going to be this exact same story. Chris Harris Jr. is playing at an all-pro level, getting starter recognition? And, and that's it, just an average starter recognition, that's, that's not fair to him, that's not fun to him. So it, how can he like that? Now, here's was, where, where I'll say that it's easier for him to accept is seeing what this defense can do, seeing how good this defense can be, and, and kind of like, well, not kind of, exactly what Chris said to you about, look, I'm good in the slot. I'm good in the slot, and me in the slot in this defense is good so i buy that but i still think he's looking at why can't bryce callahan go in the slot heck if there was ever a player that the broncos were going to sign that allowed chris to stay on the outside wasn't it Bryce Callahan? And, and that really, was our whole theory on why they yeah, should sign Bryce Callahan. E- exactly. So he's probably saying, oh, my gosh, I definitely thought I was going to be an outside corner this year, and now I'm in the slot. Again, little easier to swallow just because he
0: sees how good the defense can be, but there's another guy that can do it. His reasoning for me was to as to why he – Eventually became okay with going in the slot because I said, were, were you expecting to play more outside in this defense? And he was honest. He said, yes, I was. But once I saw kind of once uh, when, when they put Bryce out there and then when Bryce got injured, um, you know, how they reacted to that, I realized, okay, I'm going to I'm be on the inside here. Uh, and he said, to be honest, I kind of like it because I'm in charge of the whole secondary. And if I'm on the far left side, I'm not able to communicate with everyone. Um, And also, I get to communicate with the linebackers, which is really important um, to our coverages as well. And he didn't say this, but obviously there's been some issues with linebacker coverages uh, throughout the years. Um, But he said, you know, the defense looks a little different when I'm outside. And this defense looks awesome right now. So... (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. And, and another question I asked him was, when you say everything you're doing is the same, there's a lot of narrative out there about how different the Vic Fangio defense is from what you guys have been doing. Is that narrative wrong? And he said, no, not necessarily. It's just that the the role of the inside guy is very similar. And while we might be playing some more zone, I might come on some more blitzes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, like, what I'm being asked to do is pretty similar.
1: Vic is going to have to play a game with Chris and make sure that he's not doing the exact same thing because if, if Chris is doing the exact same thing in this defense and the team is winning and the team is in the playoffs, then, Ryan, everything will be good. Everything will be dandy. If the team is average... They can ask Chris to play slot receiver. <laughs> and if they're winning, everything's going to be good. Exactly. If they're average, even eight and eight, where you know it's better than last year, better than the year before, but still just average, Chris isn't going to like that. And you know what? He's going to tell us the truth, like he has, and that's another reason why why I do buy uh, what Chris is saying a little more than than another players because Chris does tell the truth, uh, and, and he he was telling you the truth, and so I do buy it. Um, but if things go astray, you don't want your second-best player on this team being upset and and being so vocal about it?
0: I think it's a a layered situation where I think Chris is a little disappointed, but I also think Chris is happy with the direction of the defense. And the reality of it is, Zach, um, is once – this defense becomes the best in the NFL, which after our conversation yesterday, in you just enlisted off the nine that were in that article. I'm convinced the Broncos have the best defense in the NFL. Once it becomes the best defense in the NFL, Chris is gonna get his due this year, I think. Uh, because he was praised in 2015. It's just ever since then, he's been balling out and the team hasn't been very good. And because of that, it's hurt his recognition.
1: I wish I could say I agree. I I don't agree. I think even if this is the best defense, Chris is just a guy that has been looked over so many times. I think he needs a fresh start in New York with the Giants, with the Jets, with some. and I'm not saying I hope he goes somewhere else after this year. I just think in order for him to get the attention, he's at a point in his career, he's a baller, and I just don't think people are going to pick up on that.
0: And one last thing I want to point out, Zach, from this article, which I can't believe it took me this long to point it out, is Chris admitted, hey, I. it's a little too early to know exactly what my role is going to be because we haven't started game planning for teams yet. And, um, you know, depending on the matchup that week, I might play a little more outside certain weeks. Uh, and he finished by saying, Coach Dontell just keeps saying they're going to put me in a position to make plays. And, Zach... If he's in a position to make plays, whether it's at cornerback, free safety, outside linebacker, defensive end, or like I said, slot receiver, if he's making plays, he's going to be happy.
1: And Ryan, that, that non-story is only found on bsndenver.com. So make sure you get in there so that you have all the up-to-date information. I put out an article yesterday uh, giving you all the information that you need about the injuries, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, so use that code. Is this still available?
0: It's still available. And again, I just, Brandon Spano is a busy man. And I just don't think he knows that training camp is over. Because for us, it doesn't really change anything. The coverage doesn't change. So I just, the second that he finds out, and I'm not going to tell him, but eventually he's going to realize that training camp has come and gone. And then it'll be gone. But Zach, I'm being completely honest when I tell you, doubling the record. Is within reach. Oh. It's actually within reach. Like we were kind of joking about it the first time we brought that up. No jokes. If if you, the person in the in your car right now, stops forgetting to subscribe when you get home, which I know you've done and, and I understand it happens to me all the time. You know, you get home five minutes till BIP comes on. You don't have time to pull out your <laughs> computer and subscribe to BSN Denver using the code Broncos Camp. But but if you Tonight, do it and subscribe using the code Broncos Camp. We have a chance to double the record.
1: Are we going to Cal Ripken this?
0: We are absolutely going to Joe DiMaggio this. <laughs> uh, 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 We're going to Barry Bonds it. Uh,
1: uh, 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 uh. Let's make it so that this is a record that can never be touched.
0: Actually, Barry Bonds, as long as they keep juicing these balls, <laughs> it's probably going to be broken pretty soon. Now... Yeah, I'm not going to get into baseball <laughs> stuff. I was going to say, would you rather the balls be juiced or the players be juiced? But I just realized, like, probably the player, or probably the balls. It won't cost them their long-term health.
1: Exactly, exactly. So use that code. It is Broncos Camp. You, you get, get a t-shirt, you get 10 bucks off, you get us, you get everything.
0: And, and you, get, you get every other sport. And you get the exclusive right to comment on these podcasts, which many, many of you have taken advantage. And Ryan, speaking of
1: non-stories, boy, did it seem like there was about to be some juice this morning on the Today Show. There was an announcement yesterday. I saw the commercial at 9 a.m. yesterday saying John Elway is going to join us to discuss
0: a medical diagnosis. Can we talk about how you were just casually watching the <laughs> Today Show?
1: Have the Today Show on the background when I, when I, when I get ready every day.
0: Really? Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Get caught up with my news.
0: That would probably change things for me <laughs> because I don't know about anything outside of the sports world. <laughs> and this helped me.
1: But the way they said it seemed pretty nonchalant. And uh, so I was like, okay, okay. And then as the day grows, the legend grows. Oh, my goodness. What is John Elway going to reveal? What diagnosis is this? You want to be, Can
0: I be honest for a second? Yeah it got worse for me yeah. based on the fact that the Broncos weren't willing to share anything. Yeah. Uh, we were in a circle with multiple journalists who said they, you know, they reached out and we had done the same. Yep. And the fact that everything was, it was all quiet on the Western front. Is that a saying?
1: <laughs> it is now. A, I think that's a
0: saying. <laughs> um, made me scared. Yeah. Because there's in my mind, I'm like, Oh wow. It's, it's something that, like, is so personal that they want to make sure John has a chance to announce this himself. Exactly. And that that's where it was going. Bronco's country was
1: becoming terrified. Well, Bronco's country wasn't exactly terrified until, like, 8 p.m. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well once it really got out that, that he was doing this, and that it got out that nothing had got out. And that there was, like, multiple weird cryptic tweets. <laughs> yeah. And then it... it, it finally comes out a little bit last night but then john reveals today that it is vikings disease which has a very much more complicated name i'm not even going to give a crack at it but what it is is a a a, makes your fingers it makes your tendons like tighten up in your hand and makes your fingers so that you can't really open them in your hand does It, it have anything to do with playing golf no, they said, it's, they said they don't know what, what causes it, but it's not from throwing a football. They didn't ask about golf, but he said it could be genetic. That's why it's called Viking's disease, or one of the names of it is because it. I think if you're from that area of the world, it, you have a higher chance of getting it. But it's also something, it's a disease, and the reason John wanted to, to say it on the lovely Today Show was... I still got Matt Lauer and Katie Couric on there. Not Matt Lauer. Not oh yeah. Lauer. <laughs> yeah he kind of messed that one up didn't he? <laughs> he he did um but but the reason he he wanted to to tell people that there's a fix to it he had he was diagnosed 15 years ago last year he had a procedure done so now it's fixed uh and
0: so he just wanted to bring awareness to that broncos might be able to sign a new guy with whatever <laughs> he cashed in on that um well i'm glad it sounds like a really painful thing especially for a golfer the reason i thought golf is because as you were like describing it to me you're like kind of bending your hands in the way that you would when you're playing golf which kind of scared me for a second (laughs) sounds like it sounds like it was a really painful thing so i'm glad that john got relief for that yes and broncos country can be relieved because john elway's fine that just
1: made me think like does john elway have to like type or write a lot in his job i was thinking just signing you know like Mm. I, i don't even know if he has to sign player contracts you Who know how, like, sometimes. That? It d- don't employees sign. Like, wouldn't an employer sign. Well, yeah, you have to have an con- agreement from both sides to have a contract. Right. So, John would sign that, right? I assume so. Is it Joe? Yeah, I would think it'd be John. So, I, I just thought he's, you know, signing a lot of those. Maybe someone
0: just forges Pat Bowen's signature.
1: <laughs> they have a stamp.
0: Yeah. Oh, that could be it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He, like, left that in his will or something. Yeah. yeah. A stamp with his signature on it. Um, And only John gets to use the stamp. So. That was a, whole, a very weird, weird <laughs> night on Broncos Twitter. Yes. There's like Drew Locke jokes being weirdly sprinkled in. I think the... the uh, Multiple uh, times. Yeah. I think the idea was like, try to make it seem like it's not big of a, as big of a deal by making light of it. Right. Could Did you, not land in that fashion. I mean,
1: I mean, now it's like, okay, could you imagine if it was something bad though?
0: And that's what everyone was thinking at the yeah. time. They're like this mystery diagnosis. What was it? Medical mystery. That's how they teased it on their website. <laughs> yeah. Medical mystery. John Elway's diagnosis. Yep. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like one of those podcasts I've listened to about how someone like can't figure out what's wrong with them. i listened to many of those. Um, Are people listening
1: to one of those when they listen to us? They can't figure out what's wrong with us? Probably.
0: <laughs> so anyways, uh, g- glad that turned out to be nothing. It was... Handled poorly, I think, in many different fashions, but uh, glad John's doing well. And speaking of golf, I want to throw this out Mm. there. The BSN Open, it's on, baby. (laughs) It is on. I have made us two tee times at Riverdale Dunes Golf Course, which is just outside of downtown. Well, about 20 minutes outside of downtown. And... We have one foursome filled with the three people who emailed me first yesterday. And then I think there's some feigning interest from others. So the reason, is, the reason I made that second tea time is because I know there is like a little bit more interest. I think people wanted to see something set in stone before they committed to anything. So if you want to play, listen very carefully. You need to email me, ryan at bsndenver.com, tonight. Actually, the second you hear this, press pause right now and email me because if that tea tea time doesn't fill up or at least have a couple, then I'm going to have to cancel it. And if I don't cancel it by 9.19 tomorrow morning, I'm getting charged for all four because we do have to pay for it. Um, And this is probably uh, important information. It's $49 per person. Which Doesn't is, seem too bad for golfers. Actually, right? a really good deal for Riverdale Dunes. Sick course. I believe it was rated the number one public course uh in the metro area. It was it's a die course. If you're a die hard golfer, you would know what that is. Um, fun course. And I think it's gonna be a blast. So first four is already filled out. Um I'm working on getting Zach in it, but Reach out to me. And if you don't, then I'm going to have to cancel it. And everyone besides me, Alex, Kale, and Mark, I think, or Mike, uh, I have to look in my email. <laughs> uh, everyone else is SOL. So reach out to me, ASAP. We'll have a great day out on the course. Uh, have a little time. It's a 9, like I said, nine ten and nine nineteen are our two tee times. So we'll finish that up. Have a little time to uh, freshen up. Before the draft and the watch party it's going to be an amazing day for us so make sure you reach out i'll tell you what i'm looking at photos right now it looks beautiful looks like you chose a winner you can come on the dunes with us gotta see all right gotta he, see zach's a little afraid of of uh, showing his <laughs> i don't golf know tower.
1: all you say is how good you are i haven't played in like i told you like 10 years i might not have my driver so that could, oh. could affect things are you saying you live by the driver you live and die by the driver.
0: Definitely. A hundred percent. I live and die by the driver. It's, it's actually reminds me of my, my basketball game too. I live and die by the three. It's all about the long ball. <laughs> if I don't have, if, if my driver is not uh, in check that day, it's going to be a rough day for me. <laughs> okay. Before we move on here, got to tell you about the good folks at Breckenridge brewery. Oh, and Zach, the Breck brews, 9, 10 a.m., I don't even care. The Breck brews <laughs> will be a pour Strawberry sky. Strawberry skies all day on the course at a responsible amount. Uh, and that is going to be a blast. We're definitely going to be able to sip on some delicious Breckenridge brews. Uh, Strawberry sky, avalanche, amber ale. I mean, you could go on forever. trying to. You got the summer pills, another great golf beer. Mm-hmm. There's a lager out there that, that, that also fits well. Agave wheat, right? that works on the golf course. Probably wouldn't bust out the vanilla porter on the golf course, I don't think. But, hey, to each their own. Everyone, you know, sometimes you got a desperate times call for desperate measures. If you're having a bad day, maybe a vanilla porter will, will straighten you <laughs> out. So, uh, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. They're amazing to us. Um, and every time that you guys buy a Breckenridge brew, you are drinking beer and supporting BSN at the same time. That's a a win-win-win. That is a win win I mean, it's an extra win. And speaking of winning, you got to have coffee to win, in my opinion. (laughs) Winners, what is the uh, coffee is for closers. Mm. That is a line from a movie. And that is why I drink it in the afternoon. Because I I close the day out strong, you know? I bet you do. (laughs) Uh, And Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee. That has really changed lives. Um, This stuff has helped people with long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's also just helped people wake up in the morning like me. Uh, And it's rich and tasty. So check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door. Just got myself a big old shipment of Strava Craft Coffee in the mail, and I've still got more on the way. So in a typical day, Strava
1: in the morning, Breck Brews in the evening. Yep. What's it going to be on Saturday? Is it Strava in the morning, Breck brews, then Strava again?
0: No, what's going to happen? Game Them brews? It's going to happen? Wake up in the morning, pour half a cup of <laughs> now Strava you're lying Crab to coffee, pop <laughs> it off with some Strawberry Sky. <laughs> that, my friends,
1: is probably something you don't want to try at home. Probably don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's going to go Strava, Breck, Strava, mm. Breck. Mm, game thrown in there? Or no, no game. If what it's game? St- if it's the the game, the,
0: the game, the football game, the Broncos game. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's gonna go Strava, couple holes of golf, Breck, for the rest. Yep. Then shower, Strava, <laughs> game, draft, draft with Breck. Wow, game with Breck, post game with Breck. <laughs> And then maybe just a little nightcapper before I go to sleep, of Breck. Breck, not of Strava. No, no, that would be dangerous. <laughs> but then the next morning, I have another one of our partners, mm. and, I'm, and and that's that's a secret. Mm. But you'll hear about that later. That's a juicy one. That goes. That'll go. I think I'm gonna have a Strava craft coffee while they hook me up. Mm. What are you talking about? You'll know. At a later date. <laughs> All right, let's hop into the questions here. A lean day in the comments section. What, only like 27 or something? <laughs> something like that.
1: <laughs> First one coming in from R.D. Halliwall says, I'm so glad we have Chris Harris Jr. This is who he is going to go up, be going up against this year. Antonio Brown, Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, D.D. Westbrook, Keenan Allen, Corey Davis, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, Odell Beckham, Adam Thielen, Cole Beasley, DeAndre Hopkins, and Marvin Jones. Pretty, pretty good lineup. Here's
0: the thing, though. That's not who he's going right. up against. Right. And that might be his issue if he has an issue. Unconfirmed whether he does or doesn't. <laughs> um, I just he's gonna match up with some of these guys at some points, but I don't know what it is about um, NFL defenses. The shadowing corner is kind of a thing of the past. Yep. So it is. I think you know most of these speedsters. Chris will get a chance on, but you know who else is really fast? Is Bryce Callahan. So you I think you're going to be okay going up against these guys. Um, also, some of the people that you named aren't very good, <laughs> like Cole Beasley. I'm not too worried about Cole Beasley. Well, he says who's the easiest? Would it be Cole? How's D.D. Westbrook doing in the NFL? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Um.
1: So then he says, who is the hardest? I think it's easy. AB. Ah, I was going to say easily narrowed down to two, but maybe there's three. It's Eight- AB. Ah, there's four. I think there's four in the conversation. AB, who apparently you think. Tyree Kill. Oh,
0: shoot. These OBJ
1: th- and DeAndre Hopkins. Don't I, think- f- I think those are the easy
0: top four. That's racist. Believe <laughs> it out, Adam Thielen.
1: Yeah, I'll leave him out. I'll leave him out. It's racist. Um, easy I exactly
0: see when I throw Tyreek Hill in there, you know what? OBJ. Chris would tell us it's it's Tyreek. Is the hardest to cover.
1: Didn't Chris now this was pre this was pre Tyreek Hill, but didn't he write an article in the players' tribune? And it was I think he said it deandre hopkins was like the best receiver in the nfl or top five maybe
0: it was someone else in the secondary but i'm pretty sure it was chris got some good ones out there this year that's got to be one two three four five of the t- top 10 receivers in the nfl yep
1: Whew. I if still not take...
0: if not literally just the top four i think i'm still gonna take ab eh, it's not deandre hopkins DeAndre Hopkins is um, maybe the best playmaker in terms of turning nothing into something. And what I mean is, like, it doesn't have to be a great throw. He's still going to make a play on it. I kind of group OBJ with that. And OBJ is in the same, but he's not as hard to cover, in my opinion, as these speedsters. I'm saying OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins, I think, are the same. Right. What I'm saying is those two guys right. are big-time playmakers. Yep. I agree. Like, yeah. They can catch I totally anything agree. and everything. Yep. But I think the other guys are harder to stay with step-for-step. Step. Yeah, I agree. And, and
1: who, who's, who's harder to stay with step-for-step, step, A, B, or Tyreek Hill?
0: Well, here's the, the wrinkle that makes me actually change my answer. The guy who's throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill, he can throw it a mile. Derek Carr... A little noodly out there, a little bit of a noodle arm. Tyreek Hill is harder to stay with. Tyreek Hill is is faster and has the quarterback who can throw it from the ten yard line to the end zone.
1: So I just I just changed your mind. You changed my mind. (laughs) There we go. Tyreek Hill is the good good question, Artie Halliwell. Next one from Selly says, my question is for Ryan, and it is kind of a long one. We are not on the same page here. The Buffs and we are. Oh, I went for top. Yeah, yeah. Okay, was it was I right on the first one?
0: You actually were. Okay. Uh, well, technically, Spacebar chimed in first, and he said, what are the badges for? Mm. We have no idea. We don't. It's just for being dope, and I guess you just have to be dope long enough, and you get one. Do we call it a Breck badge? The Brecken, the Brecken badge. The Brecken badge. <laughs> That's how you get it. You
1: drink a Breckenridge beer. There you go. There you go. Have you had your Breckenridge beers? Now I'm seeing.
0: Okay, now we're on the same page. Long thread here, right? Yes, from BC Bronco. He says, "So sorry I'm still stuck on Monday Night Football. How is the commentary worse now that Whitten is gone? <laughs> Booger needs to get wrapped up in a tissue and tossed into the nether places in the trash. Wow, that is <laughs> very mean. Uh, you would know better than I, but how hard can it be to get a competent crew for Monday Night Football? I think there's like a contract there that they're like they're just trying to play it out. It's kind of like when you have a coach right. in in college. This happens a lot too, where like you have a coach that you want to fire, but you have so much money left on his deal that you you don't want to get rid of him. Yeah. And because it's Monday Night Football, when you get a deal, it's a big deal. And it's, it's a lot of money. And we, and we didn't hear this. Um, we, didn't, we obviously don't listen to the, to the game broadcast. And even when I watch Game Pass afterwards, I usually don't listen to the game broadcast. Um, but Harrison, yep. I heard him on the Denver Sports hey, Podcast. Yep. And oh boy, he was ripping booger. Yeah, he was not a fan of the commentary. He was muting it. And that's like a pure fan perspective, you know, right. just tuning in, especially in like a preseason game, you're hoping to be entertained. My solution, all preseason games should be announced by Bill Walton. Oh. That's the only way to make it. If you keep a preseason, then I totally That's what I yeah, yeah, I I don't I don't like when Bill Walton that, um does one of my team's games, right. that's important. Right. Because I'm like Bill, I don't want to hear about the mountains of Utah and, like, your <laughs> excursion up there when there's a one-point game le- with 30 seconds left.
1: Why not just do Bill
0: and Will? Will Farrell. Bill oh, wow. and Will. That would be amazing. Uh, did you see the clips, though, of Bill Walton doing the baseball game? Yeah. Like, that's perfect. It was a <laughs> meaningless <laughs> baseball game between two sub-500 teams, and Bill Walton made it must-see television. Yep, exactly. So, Bill Walton, you get the preseason uh-huh. for every team. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. And
1: here's the thing. ESPN has just either hired the wrong guys. I mean, they missed out on Tony Romo. I imagine they could have got Tony Romo, and he would have been entertaining. Yep. Whatever you want to say
0: about him, he would have been entertaining. I mean, he would have been a great replacement for John Gruden. Whenever Didn't he just sign a contract extension with CBS, too? I'm sure. I was going to say, whenever that contract is up, I'm sure they want to swoop him, but he must have gotten some, some dough. Oh, he got, he got paid. And then the other
1: guy that no one can get their hands on is, of course, Peyton. They oh, wanted, wanted him. So they bad. wanted him. I'm sure they paid him. I'm sure they probably offered him the biggest contract
0: ever. Is Peyton the single most the single most famous athlete that is not active right now? Cuz you could probably make the case for LeBron being more famous than Peyton. Right. Um but I think in terms of guys who are retired like You probably make the case that more people in the world know about Michael Jordan, but in terms of his current impact on the fame structure, if you know what I'm saying, I think Peyton is number one. Like every single thing Peyton does goes viral. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. I tweeted something about Peyton Manning the other day and it did numbers. It was something, oh, it was Joe Flacco referencing Peyton Manning. Like if Peyton Manning's name makes it into a tweet, it's going big. It's game over. 500 likes.
1: It's game over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be. So everyone wants a piece of Peyton. Some people want him to be their offensive coordinator. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. Um, I think he would have been more likely to do Monday Night Football, but he told us probably because he has the next three-plus years of his life booked out to the day. (laughs) And you know what,
1: Ryan? He's going to have that opportunity waiting for him whenever he wants. if, If he wants it for week one, Uh, They're giving it to him for week one. They're giving him a couple million bucks just to do week one as well. If he wants it when he's 79 and a half years old, (laughs) well, he'll have it when he's 79 and a half years old.
0: I wonder – he was at the game, wasn't he? I'm sure. So he didn't have to hear the broadcast. I'm sure. (laughs) Maybe they, like, need to play, and they're like, Peyton, can you watch this? Just let us know your notes. And he's like, all right, this is so bad. I'm coming. (laughs) Man. Broncos, Monday Night Football, week one, they won't have that crew. Yep, they'll actually have Lewis Riddick on their game, mm-hmm. which instantly, in my mind, makes it a better crew. I don't even know who the rest of the crew is. I think it's uh, shoot. It's slipping my mind right now. But just because Lewis Riddick is on it, it's already better. Yeah. They I should swap – make that swap yesterday. They just have
1: to suck it up. They'd have to say we made a mistake. I agree with you, but those are some big personalities over there. That's true next one coming in from Selly and ryan this is a question for you and he says it's a long one i'm not sure about that the buffs and broncos both hired highly regarded and well-traveled defensive minds to be their new head coach additionally neither one walks into a situation that can be classified as a total rebuild with that in mind is the ceiling the same for both coaches this season 100 percent no Uh-oh. i don't i have no i honestly have no idea where you're going with this really
0: yeah, uh, I, I could guess. Vic Fangio's ceiling is is significantly higher than okay, Mel Tucker's. that would be my guess. Um, strictly because of the players that this man has. I mean, just on the defense, you have three bona fide superstars in my mind. Now, we just talked about how Chris doesn't get the recognition as a superstar, but to me, he's a superstar. And Mel Tucker has one superstar – on offense, which really helps his cause. Um, And then he has a really good player in Mustafa Johnson on the defense and a really good player in Nate Landman on the defense. The quarterback, I kind of feel the same about those two guys in their own spheres. Um, Capable of a lot, but the the floor is kind of low. The thing is all about the defense. Vic Fangio, defensive mastermind with superstars like crazy, you add in Bryce Callahan and Kareem Jackson. The, the ceiling is, is 10 wins. Actually, no, the ceiling is higher than that. I'd say the, the ceiling ceiling is 11 wins. I'd say 19. All right. <laughs> um, for, for Mel Tucker, he comes into a tough situation, a much tougher situation in my opinion. Wow. Record this. And not only um, is he coming into a team that has been struggling for a long time, um except for when they play c s u but Better watch what you say. <laughs> he comes into uh a place where he's trying to you know rebuild a culture and all sorts of things now i I think. Maybe just because the Broncos are the Broncos, we're putting a little bit of too high expectations on Vic Fangio in year one, and maybe it's the maybe it's the other way around for Mel Tucker because the Buffs uh, have been struggling for 15 years, save for one year. We're putting very low expectations on Mel Tucker, but for me, the ceiling there is seven or eight wins. Okay, and that's that's and all I'm honestly as a fan, I'm hoping for six. Like, just give me a bowl game. How many games do they have this year? Twelve. 12. Okay. So 500
1: just a little bit above 500 is the ceiling. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, 8 and 4 seems like it'd be fantastic season. 8 and 4, we're doing backflips <laughs> and boulder and and truly if Mel Tucker was able to come in and do that in year 1, then he can sell to recruits. Look at where we're right. going. Right. And it's going to blow up. The, pro, the, the the tough thing is he has to like for him to capitalize on this early momentum, because he has a lot of early momentum right now, they got to go out and, and get a bowl. And he can say, look, we're, just going, we're going to the second bowl in 15 years here, or I guess not quite 15, but we're going to the second bowl in a long time here. 2007, I believe, was the other one other than 2016. Look where we're going. We just need you, Johnny quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. We just need to do Johnny Football 2.0 uh, and then we're going to we're going to do something special here. So I see where you're going. It's just I just think Mel has a much tougher
1: task. Quick question cuz we got to roll on these comments. I'm going to bring you down on your high horse. Who uh, what has to happen for either of those coaches to be fired
0: after their first season? There's nothing that can happen to Mel. Okay. Okay. Uh, Owen 12 not getting fired. Um Wow simply because CU just doesn't have the money to be able to do that. Sure, that's fair, that's fair. Um, And I really don't think there's anything that can cause Vic Fangio to get fired. Now, 0-16, which (laughs) I'm 100% sure is not happening, there's probably a conversation that has to be had of, okay, let's not do this whole thing again where we got it wrong and we double down the next season. But that, I mean, that would start the conversation. I guess anything at the... (laughs) anything four wins or less would get the conversation rolling. Right. Still just don't think that you can have what five coaches and yeah. five year or yeah. six years. Well, I don't yeah. even know what it would be. It'd be bad. It'd be very bad.
1: Next one from Cali man. Bronco says "Brofessors." I was literally laughing out loud as you were reading my last comment. Facepalm. My defense for Phil sounded a lot better when I was writing it again. Face palm. How about this? Von double team means Chubb gets to eat Chubb double team. Means Vaughn gets to eat. That is all. Damn good podcast. Damn good
0: defense. What about the double double team? Oh, then uh, presented by In and Out Burger. <laughs> Never thought you'd bring them up. I gotta give him credit for the protein style non-animal.
1: <laughs> then Shelby gets to eat. He's eating. What, what are they called when they have, there's four patties? The quadruple druple. Sure, the quadruple <laughs> druple. Uh, 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 uh. That kind of sounds disgusting. I think it's just called a four by four. It reminds me of of nasal drip. I don't know why. That's exactly what I was thinking. Just a little droop, droop. Uh, yeah,
0: no, we've seen what the double double does, and it just makes it. impossible to get anything done from an offensive perspective because it's too easy to cover all the guys out there exactly
1: next one from thick fangio says i once used coffee creamer in my protein shake because i didn't realize i was out of milk when i already had filled the blender with assorted fruits and yogurts it was the best shake i've ever had in my life and if creamer wasn't significantly more expensive than milk i would do it more often also the avalanche amber is smiley face no, that's that's not a smiley face. That is an A O K. Oh, but it's a smiley face with an A O K. It's like a very content face.
0: It's not a face. It's just a hand. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> also, the <laughs> literally <alloys> are- this, and <laughs> you know, I'm put- pinching my my pointer finger and my thumb, and then putting three fingers up. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, okay, it's
1: A O K. Is that what we're saying? It's just, yeah, it's all. It's it's, a- It's the Three three Fingers. Damn good beer. Is my new favorite beer. Oh, new favorite beer. Can't wait to get Strawberry Sky in Virginia.
0: Can't wait for you to try Strawberry Sky. It's going to blow your mind now. As long as you just know that that protein shake that you had is not healthy in (laughs) any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Because there's such thing as a healthy protein shake. And then there's what you had, which is just... (laughs) That's just a milkshake with some fruit in it. Is that even...
1: It's probably even more sugary than a milkshake. Yes.
0: You would, have been, <laughs> you would have got the same amount of nutritional value just going down to McDonald's and asking for a chocolate shake. So I'm glad that milk is cheaper. Me too. <laughs> All right, next one's from Lax Freak. It says, hey, guys, I just saw Vic's comments on the gumballs hold, and I wanted to know your thoughts on that. Everyone's calling for his head and saying we're better off with our backup. Listening to McChesney, he said that this season is a success or failure on Garrett's shoulders. Do you agree? This year, being on Garrett shoulder,
1: yeah. I mean, the Broncos are either picking up a fifth-year option and having him on the team for two more years at a luxurious price for Garrett, or they're saying, we're drafting another left tackle, we're picking up another left tackle in free agency, we're cutting Garrett Bowles, we're trading him for a sixth-round pick, Uh, he's our backup tackle. Yeah, this this is everything. This year is everything for Garrett.
0: Oh, man. It— it's not just everything for Garrett. I, I think McChesney's right when he says the season rests on his shoulders. Um, if, if you can't get protection from your left tackle, you're just not going to be able to do what Joe Flacco does. And you saw him, you know, make that throw to Sanders, and it wasn't a perfectly timed throw. I, I made that excuse for Garrett after the game. And uh, Vic made another excuse for him, saying that Troy Fumagalli didn't actually call him out, but if you watch the tape, it was him. Troy Fumagalli missed his chip. Now, he did actually get a touch on him, but it wasn't, you know, a good chip. Um, I still see Garrett's technique letting him down on that play. Uh, I I think there's – it's – I don't know. I can see both sides. I can see how um, Garrett wasn't 100% at fault here, and I can also see how people are just tired of hearing excuses. It felt like an excuse. It felt like a very big excuse
1: because you watched the play. Troy touched him. What was Troy supposed to do? Knock him uh, onto his back in order for Garrett to be able to control him? Uh, it. There's. They clearly know what the dialogue
0: is about Garrett, and, and they're trying to ease that. It'd be hard to miss it. I've never seen – Everyone flips so fast. Like everyone was trying to talk themselves into being feeling good about Garrett. And one hold where a few things went wrong has everyone, like I said, they went from six to negative 50 <laughs> yep, on Garrett. Like that. Just, Just like that. On one play.
1: Next one from Count Flacula says I created the count as this Joe Flacco vampire alter ego. I actually don't know the first thing about vampires, so I'm running out of jokes. The reality is this. I'm a stay at home dad, which is awesome. but I have a little adult contact, but I have little adult contact during the day and even less with the Broncos fans because I live in Montana and hang out mostly in local brewery sandboxes with my son. Man, that's that's awesome.. I, I didn't Good ever day. thought we'd get to know the person behind the count. Also very creative on Twitter. He says, Most of my family that helped raise me and taught me the ways of Orange and Blue are no longer alive. I realize today that you two have become like a new family to me. I love the analysis, but I take great solace in just listening to you two cra- craw pockets banter about life's little foibles. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for being a powerful blast of mile-high humor in my day. Hope to meet you both in December when I fly down to see the Chargers game. Love the
0: count. Love you, counts. Too awesome, uh, count. It's really cool to hear, you know, stories like this and and learn more about the people behind the comments. That's why I'm so excited for the draft party slash watch party this weekend. I think we're gonna meet a lot of new people that we haven't met before. We met yep. a few at last year's draft. We've met a few at the BSN watch parties throughout the off season. Uh, but this is this is one of the first ever true Broncos-only watch parties we've ever done. So remember, if you're not a part of the draft, that's okay. Come by whenever you want. The game starts at 7, and we're going to be hanging out all night with you guys. Now, we do have a job to do, so it's going to be an intricate balance. Uh, Maybe a lot of commercial break discussions going on during the game. Uh, But feel free to come by anytime during the draft, you know, while we're sitting there in between picks, which is the worst part of drafts. We have plenty of time to to shoot the you know what. So, Blake Street Tavern Saturday night. Come by anytime after five o'clock and come hang out with us if you're in town. We want to meet you. But again, Count Flacula, thank you for this comment. Um, you guys feel like our family too, and you are. That's why we always say welcome to the family anytime someone uh, subscribes because this is one big family and we've gone from a very small family and then we've. Uh, our sons and daughters have gotten married, and, and they've had kids, and and now all of a sudden we have this gigantic family tree. And you and I are like
1: a vampire. We're vampires. We're just never going to die. We're never going to die. <laughs> Next one from Bad188, who I should add, has a badge.
0: It says, how do I get a badge? That is all, LOL. He must have had a good old glass of Strawberry Sky last night. Mmm, <laughs> that'll do it. Damn good badge. Uh, and Vivid Swing says, well, there you go. And look at that. Vivid Swing has one, too. <laughs> A lot of strawberry sky being drink around the, around these parts. Mm. Next one from guy
1: 63 He says, my biggest problem with Booger is he would t- – am I off? No, you're on. Oh, is that he would constantly say the wrong place and not fix it. Like he'd say when Flacco was in Denver last year, constantly. Oh, that would drive me nuts. I'll keep it brief. What's it take to get Trent Williams, you think?
0: He's older and stop, seems like. <laughs> stop. We got to stop with the Trent Williams stuff. I get it. I, I know. Like, I, I've been in this position as a fan where, like, I don't like what we have there. And there's this other thing that's better that we can go get. Let's just do what it takes to go get it. It's just not going to happen. What would it take to get Tom Brady? Pigs to fly. <laughs> Trent Williams is possible. It's just the, the amount of stuff you'd have to do. It's so late in the game to. Cut Derek Wolfe to open up $10 million of cap space so you can bring in Trent Williams and give him this massive contract. It just seems silly to me. That's not even what my, my biggest
1: thing that holds me back from it. It's John Elway is not going to give up on Garrett Bulls. And, and look, I wrote the narrative like last year. Especially because, oh, we haven't even gotten to this yet, but go ahead. Be, be, before it was even out there of, you know, people thought up until last year, John Elway was so loyal to his draft picks. Then I went back and said, actually, he's become... Way on the opposite side. He's okay with cutting guys. Not with Garrett. It's it's not going to happen right now. It's just not going to happen. Give it this year, and then anything can happen.
0: I have a hard time disagreeing with you there. Um, and there's a chance that Garrett could be done in this preseason. So, like, it's not like, oh, well, what if Garrett goes out and has two more holds on Saturday? Now, right. there's a chance that those guys could play, especially since they played in the Hall of Fame game, unlike anyone else. Maybe they say, hey, we need more time to mesh. Uh, but it, there's a very good chance, and, and we haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, there's a very good chance that we've seen the last of the starters in the preseason. Done. I'd be done. I think we have. Once you've kind of opened up that door, to me, it's hard to, uh, to go back. It'll make Chris happy, that's for sure. Yeah, Chris yesterday asked, hey, Vic said the starters might not play. Do you want to play? He goes, I already told y'all I don't care for the preseason. No, I don't want to play. But if I have to, I will. As you should. It's okay if Chris Harris Jr. doesn't play. It's very okay. From Chilongo Bronco. Hey, guys, went on vacations and apparently missed something. What are the badges for? The badges have been around (laughs) for like a week. Why is it just becoming a topic of conversation today?
1: Because he was on vacation.
0: Well, you get one by drinking a Breck brew. I know, I'm pretty sure Chulango Broncos in Mexico, which could make that difficult. Maybe we can uh, amend the rules for him. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: also, it was so fun listening to Monday slash Tuesday's podcast with your sleep deprivation. Last, I'm getting my Shelby Harris jersey. He is a rock star. <sighs> Much love. That's a sweet jersey, but,
1: but, oh. uh, yeah, I mean, we're both making cringe faces, he may not be around after this year. He might be too good. I think he will be around, though. Because, look, Derek Wolf, Adam Gosses, and he are up. I think right now he'd be the front runner
0: to stay around. It's just how much is he going to command? What if he has his Malik Jackson year? <laughs> Which is five and a half sacks. I mean, that's not crazy. One half sack more than <laughs> he had last year. But in his defense, Malik Jackson, even when he wasn't getting sacks, was constantly creating interior pressure. Yep. So if Shelby Harris is just paying rent in the backfield. Would you be shocked? Bradley Chubb and Von Miller are wreaking havoc. The dude is going to need to need some dollars in his bank account.
1: Would it surprise you if no. he had a baller season? No. no. I, I'm
0: expecting it. Yeah, I agree. So while well, the 96 Harris would look real good, got to admit. Great number, great name. Maybe, maybe, lo- maybe even get the white version. I think it would look good in white. Maybe sit back. Just see if he gets the check. It's too
1: late. It's too late. It sounds like it's too late, so I hope he stays around for you. Next one from Ados Dios. He says, a commenter referred to us as BSN Army last pot. I've been referring to us as BSN Nation, so wondering what
0: everyone else refers us. Well, for now, I say we go with BSN Army. Mm. You want to know why? Why? Do you know who Shea Serrano is? Oh, my God. No. I wish you guys could see the face act. just made. We need to do more live streams so you could see the face Zach just made. God, you drive me nuts sometimes. It sounds familiar? Shea Serrano is a a famous Twitter personality, essentially, Mm. who is now working for The Ringer, uh, and he created something called the FOH Army. Do you know what FOH means? No. Oh, my God. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm trying doesn't, to, is it matter. something that you can't say? Yes. Okay. Um, it, it just means F out of here. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, which doesn't really have anything to do with what they do. With the Boston accent?
1: Sure. Okay. Like uh, he's not
0: from Boston, but he's from San Antonio or somewhere in that area. He created the FOH army and the FOH army essentially just does these great deeds. Like he'll just find some woman in need and say like, Hey, uh, she needs our help. Like she ha- she has cancer. She can't afford the surgeries or whatever. We have a thirty thousand dollar GoFundMe. Let's go do it. And he has so many followers and so many members of the FOH Army that he just snaps his fingers. That's dope. and you know Maria in Dallas has thirty thousand dollars to go get the surgery that she needs. That's dope. So it's like the cool. It's like it's using the internet to its the greatest of its abilities because the internet can be really bad. He's found the way to harness the good of the internet. And I think that's what we're working on right here. Yeah. Like, we don't quite have the power of the FOH Army yet, but the BSN Army has some soldiers. I love it. And we just proved our power in five days, what we can do. So, I'm going to the BSN Army. That was fantastic. Now, I certainly know who Shea Serrano is. You, you've got the full Shea Serrano experience, and he's also hilarious, and he's written multiple New York Times best-selling books. Wow. There we go. Um, Thanks for keeping me in the loop. And... It's if any a beautiful of our, thing we got going on. It is. And if any of our uh, military listeners have an issue with that, I'm fully willing to amend. All right, from Do You Like Dags? What up, guys? As much as the injury... Oh, was there an, wasn't there another question? Yes. Oh, there's, a, there's one last part to Ado's Dio's comment. When I
1: was three, I, unattended by an adult, poured Gatorade instead of milk into cereal. It was horrible. The cereal was Raisin Bran. I thought the grape Gatorade would pair well with the raisins. I was incorrect. Good thinking, though, when you're three.
0: Wasn't grape Gatorade. (laughs) That was probably Riptide Rush, which isn't grape. I thought you were going to say red wine. Oh, no. (laughs) Which is another great grape drink. Um, Shout out Weinster. Um, Grape Gatorade is not... Well, there is actually a grape Gatorade. It could have been that one. But I'm just afraid you're thinking of Riptide Rush, which isn't grape. It's just purple. (laughs) But if you want something that is 100% guaranteed to be made of grapes, well, you got to hit up our friends at Weinster. Uh, And not only will you have a real grape drink, you, too, (laughs) will become a more mature, refined adult, just like myself. Uh, Weinster is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. And what makes them different from all these other wine clubs you've heard about is that they're working with wineries, Zach, that are too small to attract the attention of big retailers, which means you can't find them at your local liquor store. Uh, But there's some awesome places making some awesome wines and doing it for the right reasons uh, for for the love of the grape, Zach, the love (laughs) of the grape. So... The real group. Hit up wine, sir, and use the code BSN twenty five to get twenty five dollars off your first shipment of wine and, and grow up. Grow up. That's wine, sir. W I N E S T Y R. Alright. Rapid fire here as we get to these last questions.
1: Do you like Dax says, What up, guys? As much as the injury to Locke's hand sucks, I do see a silver lining. This will add a month mon- what are you what are you looking for? I've here? read this word five times before. Momentary. This. Thank you. Momentary stop. Okay, I'm going to start over. This will add a momentary stop for the Drew Locke hype train, allowing the fans to fully support Flacco when the season starts. I just remembered when you called Albert, Albert. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. Because all birds fly together, right? All right. With the full support of the fans and unchallenged leadership in the locker room, we will get a true and complete look at who the Broncos are calling – Or who the Broncos are with cool Joe under center. Meanwhile, Locke will get all the additional time to develop in case things do go south. Touch wood. Much love to the whole BSN fam. Da Love the spin.
0: Yep. Get this man in PR. <laughs> um, it makes sense though. Like, if Joe Flacco throws a pick week one, you've got the Drew Lockers coming out. Yep. Just coming out of the woodwork. Yep. Uh, now, that's not an option. Yep. So, and no, no one's pounding the table for Kevin Hogan. <laughs> that's for darn sure all right from not philip Lindsay. hey guys this is a little bit of a long one and it's not and it's awesome Mm. he said so yesterday i had my first day of high school and naturally i was wearing my homegrown shirt i kid you not in my math class i walk in and the teacher notices my shirt and says wait bsn i was so shocked at that and just managed to answer saying oh my god yeah safe to say she's going to be my favorite teacher this year I'd say so. That sounds like the coolest teacher out there. Cool student, too. These, these stories are becoming so frequent that I'm starting to not believe them, but I have no reason to believe that not Philip Lindsay is a liar, so I'm just going to believe it. That is so freaking cool. We need to hear more. I can't believe this keeps happening. I don't even know. Maybe he uh, is in Colorado, unlike some of these other ones, but even if. Yeah,
1: but let us know where you're from, not Philip Lindsay. And uh, also, maybe we need to hear the other side. Let also teacher math teacher this let man us know.
0: Had, this man had his first day of high school how or cool. i should say this boy <laughs> this, <laughs> this young, young adult man yeah this young man <laughs> had his first day of high school a day that will live forever he rocked the bsn that shirt. is that is too freaking cool, right there that
1: is too cool and that's answers question he says what position do the broncos target next year whether it's in the draft or free agency
0: i've talked about this before it's wide receiver
1: Yep, wide receiver. How about this, left tackle? Ish. Yeah, it's not a good
0: one, but it's. I think a lot of people would understand that. Spacebar chimed in and said, "I thought you were apologizing for this comment being a long one. I think Ryan and Zach would love if all comments <laughs> love all comments if this was considered a long one." Yeah, so not Philip Lindsay. That was just fantastic all around. And the one that drop switch uh, chimed in with, we actually answered the other day. I think you must have just uh, zoned out when you were listening to the pod and didn't hear us answer it. So. The next one's from Down the Gooch. He says, hello, gents. I haven't been posting much because uh, most of what I would say would be stating the obvious. Preseason is well preseason. It's a tale of two games. The first team comes out and looks great. Then they pull the starters and everything falls apart. That's the story of the preseason every year, except for the ones where the third-string quarterback comes in and like steals everyone's hearts. That's also part of the script. <laughs> Ooh, Rippin could do that in these last two games. Yep, he could. What brought me out of hiding this evening... Uh, I don't know if I want to do this. We kind of already talked about this. I just don't want to put someone on blast by name like that on this podcast that right. of, uh, we have to work with every day. Yeah. Yeah. We, we made reference to it, right? So, he, fi- yeah, we did make reference to it.
1: They did, th- they did end that part by saying, Ryan and Zach are the gold standard for Broncos news tweeting.
0: Fair enough. And he also <laughs> asked the question, when are we going to be able to move from the dumpster fire that is Garrett Bowles? It gets tiring seeing the amazing plays that get called back because he always holds.
1: If this continues, it's next year.
0: Look at the look at the way the things have changed in the comments. Right. It was just like three weeks ago that someone said, I was a Garrett Bowles hater.
1: <laughs>
0: now everyone is. Now I'm defending him after <laughs> the games. Watch what you say. From Iceman. He says, hey, boys. On TDSP, Zach and Allie were so good. Hey, thank you, Iceman. Mile high salute 100%. It made me tear up for Bumpy Buffalo and his mom, Kim. Ryan Kate Upton would be my choice as well. Great minds think alike. (laughs) Sanders is the emergency quarterback. Uh, You need the emergency quarterback to be able to throw to someone. (laughs) I really want River to make the 53 again. If he does, an 11 jersey will be in my near future. Wow. Wow. Uh, Brandon Perna is so funny. Kermit the Frog? Is that Patrick or Andy? Andy. Lost me there. I'm so lost. <laughs> lost me
1: there. <laughs> it it did remind me really quick of a, a story I told my girlfriend last night. Do you remember it was during a break we had in the pod last week and a 49ers coach was setting something up in front of us and you said that guy looks just like Jimmy G. Yes. And I thought I'm looking, I'm waiting for this guy to turn around. I'm dead quiet. And he doesn't turn around. I'm like, did you say he looks like Luigi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for this guy to turn around and look like a cartoon.
0: (laughs) That's pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) I forgot about that. Anyways, he says, Jackson, a passer, not a chance in hell. You know what that is? Oh, Lamar Lamar, Jackson. Lamar. Okay. Arcade and Zach, I'm so concerned about the offense and special teams. Our fourth string quarterback, Brett, now third string, is the only quarterback with a passing touchdown so far. Good observation. Yeah. That worries me along with Tom McMahon's squad. Go Broncos. We diagnosed that whole thing proud of us we have we did we did and spacebar actually has a funny comment he says you know iceman for any new listener or anyone who's not listened to all the podcasts this comment would make no sense <laughs> whatsoever since i've caught up on all my bsn broncos podcasts i get each and every one of these sentences that's how you know from iceman's comments how devoted you are to us and i've mentioned this before but one of my greatest influences in the audio medium was svp and Rossillo and they did a daily radio show and they always said this we started the show as just a, a dumb thing for our friends and just happened to be that we now have a bunch of dumb friends all right <laughs> for the, as a show for our dumb friends and now we have a bunch of dumb friends and that's how i feel about this except uh, you guys aren't dumb i freaking freaking love it you guys are awesome next one from bronco
1: 77 another one of our friends says hey guys couldn't agree more with you you guys about the preseason games don't let the starters near the field For the next two games, use the games to experiment with our dreadful special teams units as there will be plenty three and outs with Hogan under center. Ouch.
0: From Bronco Duck, Zach, I remember your past article on on potential end-of-season stats for the rookie class. After his play on the field, how do you feel about your Noah Fant prediction of 42 receptions for 480 yards and six touchdowns? Do you think he will lead all Bronco tight ends in receptions?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. He has to. He better.
0: He has to. He has to. And 42, 480, and 6. Honestly, when I heard that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be ugly. It's not out of reach. I
1: thought so, too. I think it's realistically on the higher side, but I still think it's in the realistic realm. It is.
0: Finally, he says, Ryan, I'm looking forward to the beatdown. Your buffs are going to lay on the Rams. Pac-12 pride, baby.
1: (laughs) Getting nervous? Eight days away. Yes. I'll never (laughs) deny
0: that I'm nervous. I'm always (laughs) nervous about this game. Oh, man. If the buffs were ranked number one in the country and... The Rams uh were starting you at quarterback. <laughs> I would still be nervous. Good. I, I'm glad I bring that intimidation. Yeah, in fear you're to an you.
1: intimidating guy. I thought about it. I just, if something were to go wrong, you're not going to hear it from me. What do you mean? If if something goes wrong in that game for you, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be talking smack. I can't. I think that'd ruin you.
0: I think it would ruin this. <laughs> That's why I said I'm not going to do it. Good. Smart. We have a good thing going here. Don't make any rash decisions. He's serious, dude. (laughs) From Sir James Radio. Haven't commented in a couple shows, so I want to start off by saying anyone that attacks the sweet, glorious sounds of Zach Laugh can catch these (laughs) hands. My guy. As someone that lives the straight-edge lifestyle, I obviously don't drink. But I pestered my friends into getting some Breckenridge brews. One friend, after tasting it, said it was a damn good beer, which caused me to laugh out in joy because I know he does not listen to the podcast <laughs> and he is a Los Angeles Rams fan. So, RK, your slogan is already hitting the nail on the head. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is. Keep up the great content as always, boys. Sir James. You're awesome, Sir James. Next
1: one from The Unforgiven says Hey, just in case you were wondering, my username is in fact The Unforgiven 3. It is my favorite Metallica song. Look it
0: up and enjoy. Will do. Right, Next now one's now from... we know
1: to include that three.
0: Right. Next one's from Vivid Swing. I made a bet with a Twitter friend slash Patriots fan. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb over under 32 and a half sacks. I obviously took the over. Did I make a mistake? Considering Chubb's big game, I'm feeling pretty confident. We haven't decided what's at stake. What do you guys think the over under should be? Did they do all... 27 last year? Yep, 27. Just, the over under 27 and a half. No. Yes. No. It's got you. Got to
1: add a little more juice to it. I'd go. Yep. I'd go
0: twenty nine and a half. Fifteen each. The under. The (sighs) over should be getting a little extra juice at that rate. I mean, you're talking about thirty sacks between two guys. That means they're both going to be in the top five of the NFL. Yeah. They should be. Top two and
1: top five pick. It's just, I mean, when I sacks are when so I, you can't count on sacks. When I was on the Denver Sports Podcast, I was the, talking the. That's what I said. You said the. No, I said the. I I'll meant sorry, sorry. You. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Denver Sports <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. Uh, I was talking about Bradley Chubb, like he was the next great thing, and you know, Andre, our guy Andre, was giving me kind of a side eye, and I talked to him about it after. and He's like, "Yeah, you really think he's like going to be that good?" He's a freaking top five pick. I mean, I know Von Miller's number two overall pick, and Von Miller's Von Miller, Von Miller's future Hall of Famer. Bradley Chubb could be a Hall of Famer, but he's not there yet, obviously. People just forget that Bradley Chubb is a top five pick as a pass rusher. Like, it's okay to say he's going to be really darn good.
0: Yeah, you're not going out on a limb. No, <laughs> and that that's how I feel when I was talking about him like that. He has added to the arsenal in a crazy way. Because of Von Miller. Because of Von Miller. Yeah. And that's like that's like uh, everything the Broncos envisioned when they selected him all coming true. Yep. Now, here's how I think he gets 30. Here's how the two get 32 sacks
1: combined. Do, does one of them get 18 sacks? Mm, I don't know. I think that's the formula. One of them has to get 18, 18. and 12. 18, 18 and 14. Oh, to get the 32 and a half. So 32 you got to get and 18 a half. and 15. 15. Maybe one of them needs Von Miller's career high eighteen and a half sacks. Yeah, that's gonna. That's that's what needs to happen.
0: All right, I, I hope it happens for you. I would have lowered that bet a little <laughs> bit. I've fallen victim many times to betting, uh, making homer bets with friends after a few cold snacks, <laughs> and I always lose them. Your friend was very smart for doing that bet. Right, like I'm pretty sure I don't even remember what year. Like 2010 for the Buffs. I was like, dude, they're winning eight <laughs> games. Uh, they, I think they won two. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Wow. The last one here uh, from that Brent guy just – the last one here is from that Brent guy. He just says, RIP Paxton Lynch. Yikes. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that was. Hopefully he's okay. I actually – cr- I couldn't watch that. No. I saw it once, and every time it came up with my timeline, I just had to scroll. I hate seeing that more than anything else. Yep. So we, we hope Paxton is okay. Um, and with that, we're done. Right on! T- actually, the exact same time we finished yesterday's <laughs> podcast, 12.01 p.m. That's actually impressive. Uh, we're going to go talk to Vic Fangio and probably some others, and we will talk to you soon on the BSN Broncos podcast. getting me down, waiting up for you,
1: exactly.